O God, your sovereign rule draws near to us in the person of Jesus, your Son. Your word summons us to faith. Your power transforms our lives. Free us to follow in Christ's footsteps so that neither human loyalty nor earthly attachment may hold us back from answering your call. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. The backstory to the following reading from the book of Jonah is that Jonah did not want to do God's will by calling the citizens of Nineveh to repent and thus to be saved. When God's word is spoken, despite Jonah's resistance, amazing things happen, and Nineveh does repent. The lesson learned from Noah is that we shouldn't stand in the way of God's will and God's word. A reading from the book of the prophet Jonah. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, saying, Get up, go to Nineveh, that great city, and proclaim to it the message that I tell you. So Jonah set out and went to Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly large city, a three days' walk across. Jonah began to go to the city, going a day's walk, and he cried out, Forty days more, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. They proclaimed a fast, and everyone, great and small, put on sackcloth. When God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil ways, God changed his mind about the calamity that he had said he would bring upon them, and he did not do it. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. St. Paul is challenging us not to get entrapped by the attachments of this world. If this passage sounds like St. Paul is against marriage, he isn't. He's just challenging us to make our relationship with God our very first priority. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, the appointed time has grown short from now on. Let even those who have wives be as though they had none, and those who mourn as though they were not mourning, and those who rejoice as though they were not rejoicing, and those who buy as though they had no possessions, and those who deal with the world as though they had no dealings with it. For the present form of this world is passing away. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And the Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory Glory to you, Lord. Lord. After John was arrested, Jesus came to Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God and saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. 
As Jesus passed along the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of people. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. As Jesus went along a little further, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John, who were in their boat mending the nets. Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I made it a point to watch President Biden's inauguration on Wednesday. I'm part of that generation who has seen so much history on television. I, I still very clearly remember Jack Ruby shooting Lee Harvey Oswald. I remember all of those events that we've seen televised, the assassination of Robert Kennedy and Martin Luther King. Sometimes I don't feel like watching history in the making, but on Wednesday I wanted to see What struck me on Wednesday, one of the things that struck me in what I thought was beautiful ritual, the number of times somebody was brought forward to sing the hymn, Amazing Grace. Did you notice that? Three or four different people, some of them famous and some not so famous, saying those wonderful words. I once was blind, now I see you. I was lost, now I'm found. Powerful, powerful words. Today's gospel, in the translation we read yesterday, a couple things. Um, one of the translations, one of the guys at, at Minute Prayer yesterday read, uh, Peter and Andrew were repair, repairing their fishnets. Now, where did my mind go with that? I could see Peter and Andrew in fishnet stockings and stiletto heels. Yeah, I need help. It's not good. The story... And one of the things about this story that catches us, that catches us up and, and keeps us from really letting it in, how do you leave your life to go follow some teacher? How do you leave your, your, your wife and your kids or your husband and your kids your job. How do, you, how do you do that? We get so caught up in that and, and, and so caught up in how difficult that is for us that I think we miss the point. When Jesus says, 
to Simon Peter and to Andrew and to James and John, repent, the kingdom is at hand. Come follow me. Jesus isn't talking just about leaving your wife with the kids or your husband with the kids. He's talking about a new way of seeing. To repent is to come to a new way of seeing. Seeing ourselves, seeing other people, seeing the world. Repent. See it like I see it. See yourself as beloved of God, beloved daughter or son of God. See yourself as beloved of God. See the people around you as beloved of God. See your enemy as beloved of God. When we learn to see as Jesus sees, then the kingdom, God's kingdom, is surely with us, within us, and among us. Are we willing to see ourselves as beloved of God? Are we willing to look on other people, no matter if they agree with us or not, as beloved of God? Are we able to see the whole world as God's beloved creation and treat that world with respect and with love? There was a minister whose brother was a lawyer, and the minister talked to his brother, the lawyer, and asked if he would represent the church in a rather controversial issue. And the lawyer brother said, you know that I have political aspirations. You know, if I take this side of this story, I'm really going to hurt myself in my aspirations, in my business. I can't help you. And his brother, the minister, says, why not? You know, we, the church, we will be hurt when we take this stand, but we really believe that we have to make this stand. And the lawyer said, I can't do it. I can't risk letting go of everything. So the minister looked at his brother, the lawyer, and said, uh, are you a follower of Christ? Are you a disciple? And the brother thought about it, and he said, yeah, I'm a disciple. I belong to church. I I, I support the church. Are you a follower of Christ? 
Well, yeah, but uh, I'll follow him so far. Oh, um, you don't intend to follow him to the cross, do you? His brother said, no. I'll follow him up to a point, but not to the cross, not to suffering. And the brother, the minister said, then I suggest you go back to your church and you tell them that you are not a follower of Jesus Christ, but you're an admirer. Oh, sure. I'm sure there are other people in our church that are admirers of Jesus and not really following him to the cross. And if we all leave, if we all tell people we're not followers, that we're admirers, what kind of church would that be? And his brother, the minister, looked the lawyer in his eyes and said, what kind of church do you have if you're just admirers and not really followers? Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.